Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Evan. And I'm Chad. And you are listening to The Friday Forge, a weekly episode where we dismantle short stories, smelt bookish ideas, and hammer out topics brought forth by the Book Reviews Kill community. I'm so glad we brought back The Friday Forge. This is great. Me too. I want to get like a little like forge sound of like people hitting <laughs> hammers and like so we could play that while you're like you're saying that, you know, that's ding, a pretty ding, solid ding. idea. I thought, yeah, that wouldn't be that hard to do. Just throw yeah, it in the DAW. Yeah. So uh, today we're going to answer a couple questions from one of our discord members. Before we get to the questions, I want to throw out there. It is so much more fun to involve people in the creative process and to answer questions we know want to be answered. So, like, if you have any questions at all, please go into our Discord. There's a channel specifically for it, and throw it out there. Whatever, how, however vague it may be, uh, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, and like Chad and I can't think of all the ideas for content on here. We need to kind of delegate to our community to do some of the work for us, you know. So, yeah, and then we're really making about. what they want. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the uh, the added benefit too. <laughs> yeah, we're not trying to pawn work off on you. We're trying to be. <laughs> I, <am. laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Hey, who's, who's good at editing episodes? <laughs> hey, for free. <laughs> yeah, for free though. Yeah, for no money. All right, all right. This comes from Sarah Rella, one of our Discord members, and they say I have two questions. So we'll, let's get to the first one first. Uh, and the question is: Do you read the descriptions of books? Or do you prefer to go in totally blind? Mm. I'm going to take this one away. Go for it. I'm a blind. Blind is a bat guy. Like every myself. time? Oh, every time. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I'm, a, I'm a cover. I judge a lot by the cover. Of and course. then if, I'm, if I have any amount of question, I will read, but only until I have qualified the first chapter. And then I'll read the first chapter. Because typically what I'll do is I'll be in Barnes and Noble and I'll when I'm like buying a book, I have kind of a backlog right now, so I haven't done this in a while, but uh, I'll go in there and I'll take it over to the little coffee section and I'll sit down, get myself a little drink, and then I'll read the chapter and I'll read as many pages as until I know, which is usually like four or five. Yeah, I think four or five, you can get a pretty decent, I don't know, it's like with the beginning of a book when you're trying it out like that, I feel like it's a very good way to see if you like the writing, if mm-hmm. you like the flow of everything, you can see whether it's in first or third person past or present tense or whatever and that's really nice but a first chapter a a really good first chapter will tell you pretty much like what you can expect but a lot of them don't do that it's hard to pick out the bad ones yeah and i've definitely read a first chapter and been like eh, and then i get more through it and i'm into it you know if i had if i'd picked up like the name of the wind the Mm -hmm. in the in a barnes and noble or something and then read the first like just the prologue i'd be like this is dumb like what the hell is going I mean, it's not a bad prologue you, but i just the silence of three parts i was like oh this is beautiful writing right here i mean i wasn't even really that into that book until um i kind of until chronicler should no it wasn't it was when like the weird like glass spiders showed up and i was like oh, okay like something cool is going on here and then when i realized it was someone telling a story and it was like a coming of age thing i was way more into it but i don't know if i would have gotten that far in like a Barnes and Noble, you know what I mean? And that makes sense because it's, you know, it's a book that I love so much and was until fairly recently, like my favorite. Uh, but I, I've pushed it on my brother twice over the last five years and he's given it or three times. He's put, given it back to me two of those times before he got like more than 10 pages in. He's like, it's not for me. Every time I'm like, man. <laughs> and then pages. finally he got, got through it and then was like, this is, this is good. He's like, but man, those first like 50 pages were a slog. And I was like, wow. 
Sometimes you just know, though. Sometimes it's like yeah. a couple of pages, and it's just I've done that before too, where it's just right when I start it, it's like okay, yeah, this is this is something I want to buy. That that happened with me with um, Red Sister by Mark Lawrence, which I, I still haven't read the book of the ancestor, but I read the first page and I grabbed it, and I was just like, whatever this is, I like the way he writes. I'm just gonna I'm gonna read it. I still haven't started it and committed to the trilogy yet, but I will. I'm planning on reading those this year at some point. Uh, I. I did the first two on audiobook earlier this year. They're pretty good. No, you did uh, The Girl in the Stars and um, something oh. else. Yeah. yeah. What's the, what was the first one? Girl in the Ice, I think. I don't remember. <laughs> I thought that's what you were talking about. You seem to really like it, but it was uh, good. And then it kind of petered out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it got too yeah. complicated. He kind of like bit off like an awesome, made an awesome world in this really unique setting of like under the, gr- it's like the underdark, but all ice. Oh, okay, and uh, yeah. it was really mysterious and cool. And then it just like, I started learning the answers to the mysteries and they weren't as cool as I wanted them to be. And it just got a little confusing, but you know, I have made mistakes with this method as well. One of them that I just, it didn't hook me. It wasn't bad book by any means. Oh, but it has a book dart in it. Score. Nice. (laughs) Hey, Oh, what page is the book dart on? Uh, 427 of what? I finished it. I just oh, forgot to take oh, the okay. book dart out. Jeez, like, just finish it, man. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I finished it. I just put it away without. 427 pages. This isn't for me. Uh, this book is The Gutter Prayer by Gareth Hanrahan. Never even heard of that. It's got a really cool cover. I've never heard of it. And it wasn't, uh, didn't get me. Yeah, with like reading the back or the inside flap or whatever, um, I, I kind of do it out of habit, I guess. I mean, sometimes I really do go on blind if, if it's something that I've heard a lot about through social media and stuff, and like a lot of people have been talking about it, like with uh, Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, um, I had kind of just through osmosis learned a little bit what it kind of what it was through a couple of videos from creators I really liked, but they didn't spoil anything. Been that name so much last few weeks. Oh, that's that book. Uh huh. Oh, it's yeah. That was my book of the year last year. It was awesome. Um, but yeah. Uh, so sometimes. I've heard a little bit and then I'm not going to read the back cover or it's just so popular and I haven't heard anything, but just so many people are talking about it that I'll just go in blind because I'm sure that like the chances of me enjoying it are probably a little bit higher than if it was just some random book. But if I'm in a, like a used bookstore or a really big bookstore like Powell's and they've got a very extensive collection of the genre that I'm trying to read, then, and you know, I see something that uh, by an author I've never heard of or a book by an author I have heard of, but I haven't heard of the book or anything. Yeah, I'll flip it over and kind of check out what it is. But the thing, the thing also with it is that I feel like sometimes the back cover is just not really that informative anyway. So it's kind of a wash, you know, because sometimes it's just like, it's like an assassin with nothing to lose, a mage with a sordid past, you know, and then it's just like, (laughs) welcome, welcome to this magical land where where tyrants rule or something and it's like that doesn't that literally tells me nothing about what's going on in this and that's like all it says you know there's some books though that like start off a hundred pages in like i think it was the um poppy war that i remember reading the back cover like three-fourths of the way through and i was like whoa glad i didn't read this at the beginning because like reveals something that i thought was Big uh, enough yeah. that I wouldn't have wanted to know. I like the inside flap better because it's like what the author wanted me to know. It's like the trailer that the author wrote, you Wait, know? What? It, there's no difference, is there? Yeah, usually. 
Wait, between like the inside flap on a hardcover and the back cover of like a paperback book, those are like the exact same. Or like the text. first page. Oh, I this see what is. you're saying. Okay. There's like a little chunk, you know. Oh, this you mean? Is. Oh, I see what you're saying. When they have like a little snippet of the actual book in the first. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that a lot. That's pretty cool. Or yeah, it's a, exactly. Um, like a, a really good thing is um, when there's like a snippet from kind of a little bit later in the book. It's just like a really cool part that they picked, mm-hmm. and then that's that's a good move right there. I think um, uh, what is it? Was it the second book in Gentleman Bastards? I think does that, where there's like this little snippet, and it seems like Jean is betraying Locke. Oh, you know, yeah. and you're like, wait, no, seriously? I love Scotland. Dude, it's so funny that you would. I pulled up um, Anne Leckie's The Raven Tower because it was another one that I just read the first couple pages of, and it was good. Yeah. But it wasn't as exciting. It was more deep. And I was looking for some like war, you know? You were looking for fun. I was looking for fun. Yeah. Not like this. And it wanted it. It wanted you to take it seriously. Ancient stone God, you know, that's like talking about like ages past. I heard that Anne Leckie's uh, sci-fi series was a lot better than, um, than the Raven Tower. What, what is it called? <laughs> I the forgot Raven about Tower. it. Yeah. No, yeah, you got yeah. it. Okay, the, yeah. I mean, the idea of this book is really cool. Yeah. It's very, it's, very original, but it's uh, the back is like very much what you just said to make fun of it. It's like God's medal in the fates of men. Men play with the fates of God. A pretender <laughs> must be cast down from the throne. It's like <laughs> very similar to what you just like threw out. It is really helpful sometimes, though, because even though it's not being very descriptive about the plot, sometimes they're throwing out like buzzwords that I that I can take a lot from. So like I'm. At least right now, Rone, like, okay, we're at the royalty. We're yeah, like I'm. I'm really not in the mood right now, and I haven't been for a while to read anything that has like a pantheon of gods. I'm just over <laughs> it. Like I'm over it. Uh, the last one that I read that was really good. This book is like only about that. Yeah, I mean, the last one that I read was that was really good that had that kind of thing was H.M. Long's Hall of Smoke. That was awesome. Um, I think she did the Pantheon really well in that they kind of like came down and interacted with people. But the, the a trope that I cannot stand, any, I'm done with it. I, I don't care about it anymore. I've read too many books with this trope. Evan's putting his foot down. It's, I'm seriously completely finished with this trope. Seriously and for serious right serious, now, guys. Seriously for serious is the uh, like gods are only as powerful as how much people believe in them trope i just can't anymore i can't do it it's it, i don't know what it is about it but i've just seen it in so many books and it's not a bad idea I mean, like, there's all. that one old god who's like pining for some followers I like oh i'm just done with it i think small gods by terry pratchett is like the best um example of it like the most well done and it's i think it's even kind of making fun of it in a way too maybe that's why i liked it so much but yeah i think that's kind of lots of terry pratchett yeah uh, so yeah, that was a cool topic. Let's move on to the next question, which is, have you ever spoiled a book for yourself? And can you tell us which ones did you keep reading or give up once you realized what you did? I have spoiled books for myself when the tension is just too high <laughs> and I just have to know what happens. That's interesting. Oh, one of those. <laughs> yeah, man. It's like reading the last page before you're done. A lot of people do that. Um, and yeah, I can't. it always shocks me. Yeah that that people do that but i mean i get it whatever you know you're reading to enjoy it and if it's really like actually affecting your ability to read it and tell them to go for it you know you do you but i would never do that um i have never had that happen to me personally where i've ruined a book for myself what about you yeah um the first time i read game of thrones 
Oh um, no! And I don't think this is really going to spoil anything because, like, I, like when, whenever we talk about Song of Ice and Fire, Game of Thrones, like most people know, but there's a key character. Out. I'm not. I'm just not going to spoil it, really. But there's a key character in the first book and in the first season of the show who gets his head cut off, and <laughs> everyone knows. And <laughs> I don't know. I'm just playing it safe. You, know? you are. You are. You're being nice. Um, but like, I was reading it. Um, way before the show came out and the, I was kind of just I was kind of confused because there's just so many names and there's so many terms for everything and like George R. R. Martin heaps a lot onto you just immediately uh, totally. especially especially because that first chapter uh, of the, the brand chapter and then like kind of the ones after it I think it's like a Catelyn and an Eddard chapter and stuff but when when King Robert shows up with his entire retinue, it's like you're already trying to learn the names of all the Starks, and then like 50 more characters come into Winterfell, and it's like every like, like the whole cast is there in like the third chapter. Yeah, so it's it's a lot. So I'm online, and I was in like this big forum, like just trying to figure out like who everybody was and what I needed to care about and what was going on in this book. Because my first time reading it, I was like, this is just. This is random people talking. I don't know who the hell any of these people are. And then I came across a spoiler that wasn't tagged or anything. And it was just like, oh, when this character gets his head cut off in the end of the book. And I was just like, man. So, yeah, I had that death spoiled for me about halfway through. Uh, That was someone else being a dick. Well, yeah, but I spoiled it for myself because like a a general rule of thumb is when you're reading like a a pretty big fantasy series or something like a lot there's there's a lot of dialogue going on about it usually in forums and stuff and it's just you're bound to just run over a spoiler at some point i think people are a lot better about it now this was like 10 years ago when you know these forums were probably just like we don't even care we don't even know how we enjoyed it yeah they didn't even have like the 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 programming and these websites to be able to tag spoilers and stuff or whatever but um yeah, so now people are way cooler about it. Like even in our Discord, there's just like black bars over everything, and people are really mm-hmm. good about not. It's really confusing stuff, but... for new people who don't know that you can do that. <laughs> you can put the brackets yeah. in a little black bar because there's conversations that are like entirely redacted. It seems like. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the CIA the... coming in here? What's going on? <laughs> that ha- that happens on Reddit every now and then. I'll I'll look at like a new post on r slash fantasy, and somebody's just gushing about something, and. So like the first like top comment is just like, dude, can you please like block out some of this? Cause you're just spoiling. You're literally just saying everything that happens in this book. In, like, How a do you very, do it on Reddit? Uh, I don't know. I don't really, huh. I don't really contribute to Reddit very often. <laughs> yeah. Scared. Cause if you do, then it's like four hours later, you're like, why am I arguing with people I've never met about something I don't even really care about? <laughs> yeah. I've definitely posted on there um, or commented on stuff and just been, just people are mean. Yeah. Well, maybe you also like to go into the Amazon (laughs) review section of a book you just finished and read all the negative reviews just to like roll around in the hate. (laughs) (laughs) It's fun. There's two, there's two separate reasons why I do that. So the first reason (laughs) is that if I really enjoyed a book, I want to see why people didn't enjoy it as much as I did. And that's kind of fun. And a lot of times I'll, I'll kind of find myself agreeing with some of them. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess that was pretty stupid. Or, whoa, yeah, like, why would they do that? Like, that is a huge gaping plot hole that I didn't even notice while I was reading. Um, but then other times, if I really am not super into a book and I can't really finish it, I'm like, did anybody else not finish this for the same reasons that I did? And a lot of the time, yeah, I'll go on Amazon or Goodreads and it's like the exact problem that I had with it. And it feels really, really good for some mm, random person. Validation. To- 
Yeah, it's it's validating for sure. But <laughs> it's does it can be use sad. Vulgar gesture all the time. It can be a little bit sad sometimes, though, for sure. And I've I've also come across spoilers in reviews as well, like Amazon reviews. But um, those were usually after the fact, where I've already read it. Um, I try not to go look at reviews, um, or really read too much online about anything that I'm reading because, oh, like yeah. I said, I mean it's you're kind of spinning the wheel like every time and people should do their due diligence and not spoil us spoil stuff on the internet. But sometimes like it's like, what is a spoiler? You know, it's kind of like a vague notion. Like there's literally saying the name of somebody who dies like later in the book. Like, yeah, that's a spoiler, but saying a main character dies. Like, is that a spoiler? Like what I just did, sure. you know, like, I don't know. Yeah, I think so. Cause like, I don't know. I'm pretty good, and I bet you you are too, and I bet you so are many of our readers. After 400 books, 400 tales, I feel like you get pretty good at being able to piece the pieces together. That's why I don't like movie yeah, trailers. That's, that's true. I'll watch like five seconds of them and be like, yep, or nope. Because it's like, I got the whole thing figured out. I like teaser trailers. Yeah. Those are cool, because they kind of give you a flash of what's going on, and then there's like a, a release date or something, and that's great. Yeah. But then some movie trailers, it's like they just chop up the most interesting parts of the movie from the beginning to the end almost. Like you took <laughs> it's all like the cool four parts. Four minutes long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that's what, that's how I got swindled with Interstellar. Like if you go watch the trailer for Interstellar, I don't know which one, but one of the trailers for Interstellar is just like, get ready for the space voyage of a lifetime from Christopher Moore. And, and then it's like explore space. Like, Oh, here's the situation. Earth needs to go find another planet to live on. So Matthew McConaughey is going to head a mission to go find a new planet. Dude. And then it's just like, they get their space, right? It is a, it's a good movie. It's just when I went and saw it and paid $17 to see it in IMAX, I was like, wow, I just paid to see a list celebrities crying for like an hour and a half straight. <laughs> crying. Like, like on a giant screen with really good sound quality, you know? And, mm-hmm. I was kind of sour about it, but then I watched it at home uh, like a few months later and I was like, this movie kind of kicks ass. Like it's, it's really good. But the, sp- the, the trailer though, you know, I shouldn't have watched yeah. it because it, it messed up my expectations. And that's the thing. I think that the spoiler conversation really kind of um, blends in with the previous conversation we were having about like looking at the backs of books and things like that and kind of going in blind to things. Cause I think not only is it really good to do that for the most part, um, so that you can kind of be surprised and and do the work of figuring out what this is about. Right. It's kind of like the way the book was, was supposed to be. to be read. Yeah, exactly. But then also the added benefit of not having your expectations kind of like crushed because you had read certain words that you have personal associations with, and then you mm-hmm. like, and then you kind of start the book or the movie or whatever, and it's just not quite what you thought it was going to be. But maybe totally. if you hadn't read that before. That wouldn't have happened. I don't know. I mean, the name of our podcast is kind of a treatise on that yeah. very idea. You know, it's like, yes, we try to kill book reviews when we can, but it also is like book reviews kill you. You are unable to now go into a book without a previous, without a filter that you're seeing the story right. through. You yeah. know, I think about that a lot, like in, you know, reviewing a book online in the way that I do and the way that you do and the way that we do on this podcast. It's like if somebody hadn't read it and they had a they had kind of like a a preconceived or premeditated or pre-established trust in the person that was reviewing that book and then they went and they thought okay well I've liked everything else that this person has reviewed and recommended 
So I'll probably like this. And it's like, mm-hmm. ah, that's totally not the case though. Cause every book is totally different. And I, like I, as a reviewer have a lot of nuanced reasons for liking nuanced things. And that's why I, I don't do the five star 10 out of 10, like why well, you kind of like, um, quantified numerical rating for things like that either is because like my four star review for one book it's not the same as another four star review for but they're still both four stars so it's like Mm -hmm. how do you i don't and i'm not knocking that like if you review books and that's how you like doing things it's a very concise way to do it and it's a very good it's a very good way of like getting certain information across you know or at least you're well it's a way of saying like this is how I felt about it um, in a very, totally. very quick way. But it's also just not, I don't know. Like you don't have to, I was doing it at first when I first started on book talk and I did, I had like a 10 out of 10 rating. So I, and I was doing decimal points too. So I'd rate something oh, like, boy. so it might as well have been out of a hundred, but I was doing like, I'd give a book like a 7.3 yeah, yeah. or something like on pitchfork. And it's I, after a while I was just like, why am this is weird because if I give another book a 7.3, does that mean I liked that book literally exactly as much right. as that? And it's like, maybe, but then I'm just saying those books are like the same exact level of enjoyment. But why, but why though? You know, and then right. I thought about it more and I was like, oh, the reasons why they would be the same level of enjoyment, that's the interesting thing that should be being talked about, you know? And then we don't Ooh. need the numerical system or whatever. But Ooh, that, I like I like that. And, you know, I like the fact that you went into the decimals first off because it would like the five star system to me is insane because it's like you're going to put every book into five. I mean, again, no shade if you do that, but it's just it's hard for me to do that. Because yeah. it's like, that doesn't seem like enough. Ten doesn't seem like enough either, nor does a hundred. But like it's better than not. But just like you said, what the reasons that led to a 7.3 on this book is totally different than the 7.3 on this one. And in fact, one of the shining, the things that shined on this book could be a deficiency in that book. So a listener could be very confused, you know, and like, I don't know. It's weird. It's almost like reviewing something is like the ultimate back of the book read, you know? And it's funny because that's what our entire platform is about, but I would almost discourage people (laughs) against it. (laughs) Like, don't listen to me, you know, like listen to me, but just kind of tune out and let, let the video play so I can get the, the view counts up and stuff. But (laughs) I'm, I'm literally like ruining this experience for you. If you think about it, (laughs) I don't know. We invite people on the podcast, at least to read along with us. So it's kind of like a, we're all in it together sort of situation. You know, we're discussing something together, not, telling them you know what necessarily they should think about it you know no i mean like reviewing something after the fact of when someone's already read it that's cool um but like beforehand uh i might skew your uh, expectations on that a little bit because if i'm like oh my god i love this this was, this was incredible now it's already bumped up a little bit in like your expectations because you're like oh well if this person that i trust really loved it um but i mean uh, I've got really good taste in books, so you do, you really do. But I mean, yeah, perfect, it is a very true statement. Taste. Oh, one hundred percent. If I would have <laughs> listened to a rant from you about Name of the Wind prior to reading it, it is one hundred percent true. I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much, and I love that book. I still do. But That's now so I've interesting. seen yeah. it from a different angle, and I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> but, but it's so much more entertaining, though. Um, for you to have read it and then kind of like compare your experience to mine, like once we've both mm-hmm. read it, which I think is 
great for uh, those recap and discussion episodes and stuff when people are listening as they've kind of read along and stuff like that makes for uh, a good time. And that's what I do with um, like YouTube videos and stuff about like video games that I've played where I've already played the game. And then I hear like somebody that knows what they're talking about um, kind of go off on it and say how crappy it was because that's just the nature of the video game world. <laughs> it's like nobody right. likes anything. That's the that's what one thing that I really do like about um, the book community community that we're all in is that I feel like we're usually looking for what's good in things. And, you know, we all kind of have like the things that we enjoy and I feel like we're, we're a lot more willing to kind of let some stuff slide. If other things in the book are really cool, you know, but but with video games, it's like, it's like, Oh, I can't fast travel. This game is completely unplayable. Like I literally can't. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, okay, dude, that's, but I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like I've never really, I never really put a book down um, and not given it a fair shake because I saw something on the cover or I saw something in a review that really rubbed me the wrong way. Like it, if it's something that had piqued my interest before and then I saw a review on it, it's like, I'm still going to try it no matter mm-hmm. what. Like I've seen reviews for um, like Nevernight by Jay Kristoff. Um, so I've seen both sides of it where some people say it's, it's fantastic. And then other people are like, it's garbage. It's absolute trash. Like don't read Nevernight. but I'm still going to read it. I'm definitely like, you know, I want to see at least why some people said it was trash. <laughs> and there's the thing, right? <laughs> you know? It's like your motivation kind of changes maybe, but it's like, you're still interested in it. Also, I think there's something to be said for, you know, why you're reading and it's like to get value and enjoyment. Well, Yes, there may be some altering of your experience of the book because of the conversation, but there's also some a lot of value to be had in discussing it with someone else. So it's like, are you losing more value in reading the book maybe through a filter that you wouldn't have had before, but also gaining value in this awesome conversation that you had that maybe built a friendship or something? So, Yeah, and that's the really cool thing about this, uh, this podcast and this community that we're all a part of is because like, the reason that I started posting stuff on the internet wasn't to gain a huge following or like you know whatever i didn't i was the main reason for it was nobody in my life was reading fantasy books in the way that i was and my only real outlet for it was seeing anonymous people on reddit complain about things and i was like (laughs) there's got to be something better than this like i want to actually sit and have conversations about this stuff and now i can and now everyone listening can too and you know we all have our different opinions on things obviously but it's just so valuable to be able to actually like like before you and i started this podcast uh we would meet every now and then like a year apart you know everyone and yeah and we would have these such long conversations about what we were reading and it was just the two Mm -hmm. of us and nobody listening or anything but like that feeling like you know when you're talking about something with somebody and you feel like i could just talk about this for hours like hours and hours and hours yeah exactly finally there was a guy i used to work with actually um and i was it was like a a warehouse kind of like production line thing for coffee that was what i did for a long time and this guy i worked with um someone that i worked with told me that they saw him reading the same book that i was reading right and so immediately i i was just like I'm, I made like a beeline for this guy and we had never really <laughs> talked before, but I was like, Hey, uh, go start a podcast with him. Evan. <laughs> <laughs> He's who I wish I would have started a podcast with. Um, but I, I went up to him and I was like, Hey, uh, are, are you a fan of the wheel of time? And he like put down what he was working on and he was just like, Oh man, 
<laughs> you want to talk about the wheel of time? And I got so excited because I was on like book 11 or something and he had read it like four times over. It's Ooh. his favorite series. And we talked about it the entire shift, the entire shift. I think we skipped our lunch break or we would know we went to lunch together, you know, then I made a friend, you know, and yeah. it was, ah, it was so cool. It was, it was so refreshing. And it's like before those moments were so few and far between, but now, I mean, like, geez, I can't, you know, we, <laughs> we talk so much. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I'm so like, much. boy, I'm going to talk about like a, a, the new hip hop album that Nas just came out with, <laughs> which is Wait, pretty no, good. If anyone wants to, uh, I thought Nas it. died. Nas, no. Was I like super gone. wrong about that? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh I he didn't He just came know. out with an album. <laughs> he's oh. crazy. He's OG and he's still making yeah, albums. He's pretty old now, right? Yeah. All right, everybody. I think that's going to do it for us today here on the Friday Forge. I'm so happy that we brought this back and we get a chance to kind of just, you know, we find a topic, we sit on it for a second, but we also meander around it too and talk about other stuff. I like the conversations that just one small specific question you know, can kind of just bring from just that, that little thing, you know, it's really <laughs> nice. Uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode. Definitely look out for next week's episode of the Friday Forge. I'm not sure what we're going to be doing, but I think it's going to be a short story. It's been a little while mm. since we've done that. It was Sarah who submitted the questions for this week, correct? Yep. Sarah Arella. Thank you so much, Sarah. And uh, everybody else listening, we really appreciate your time. Hope you have an awesome rest of your day. And of course, happy reading. Bye, everybody. 